Greetings and welcome back to Bombadil's Porch. You know, as I said that greeting, gentlemen, I was thinking, I was I was hearing our theme music play, but this time <laughs> I had a different vision for the theme music. Oh, go on. I was thinking of that, I've still got it in my mind, that scene from The Hobbit where all the dudes are singing low and ah, yes. all the dwarfs were there. We need it. We, there we go. We need something like that. But anyway, so food food for thought. Uh, welcome back. I'm Nate Larmore. I am sitting here with Chris Martin and Caleb Klotz. Caleb, Hello. you're still awake over there, aren't you? Yeah, I know, but we're hitting the it's, time of day when I start falling asleep. It's almost nap time, but Better just spare a few moments for us. <laughs> hey, it's great to have the three of us back in the room together. It is nice. Relaxing on the porch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taking a nap. That's Chilling. what I'm talking about. Chilling. <laughs> we need to record. Like three hours of of looping Caleb snoring. <laughs> this will be your just put this on at night and you will sleep like a baby. Speaking of, do you guys uh, when you go to bed at night you, and you're getting ready for? Do you run a fan? Do you run a, any yep. kind of sounds? What do you? Mm-hmm. Which Chris? What's your fan. your poison? What do you do? Fan, fan, just a fan. I uh, just a fan. Certain kind of fan, or does it matter? Oh, it doesn't really matter. There is a particular fan that I have had on my night table for lo these many years. Mm-hmm. It's still still running. It's on the table. But so see, a smaller I, I like, fan? Yeah, not just the noise. I like the little cool air. Yeah. But I have to put it on the night bed or night night uh, the what do you call nightstand? this thing? Nightstand? Nightstand. Beside your bed? It's the nightstand beside your my bed. bed. Kind of blow down the, the side, side of the, the bed side table. so you can table. hang a but, leg out. And... But I have to I have to point it back at the wall so then it bounces off the wall and comes <laughs> oh, back okay. past my face Just at, an, at an angle where it won't hit a zoomie. Yeah, oh, definitely. Because yeah. no wife ever wants a fan on them. I think that's kind of a universal <laughs> thing. It seems to be fairly universal. <laughs> so after after you know over well over a decade of marriage, we've mostly perfected the angles and the geometry there, and it works yeah. pretty well. When you travel, do you take said fan with you? When I can, when I, I do. Yeah, you same better here. believe it. <laughs> same yes, here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Caleb, what's your configuration? Yeah. What do you have? A yeah, fan? We got a, a box fan. That we turn. It just Ooh, can't I be like pointed toward fan. Linda. It's kind of pointed toward. I mean, it's yeah. Anyway, it's it's pointed toward my side of the 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 bed at an off angle. So nice. it circulates air. Got to have that circulation. I, but I'm that way even in the car. Like I, I, it really bothers me when somebody is like, oh, I'm too hot, and they turn it all the way off. Oh, or I I'm hate too that. cold, and they turn it all the way off. Yes. No, no. Change the setting, but leave it at least on <laughs> low. I want some circulation of air. <laughs> okay. That's so right. I'm one of those guys, and I also have a. We've got one of those. Um, oh, what do you got? But there does aromatherapy diffusers, but I mainly oh, just do it for the moisture. Oils. Oh, well, I like to have just a little bit of do moisture you see in the air. It coming up out of there, like a little, a mist. little bit. Yeah, oh, so I got one cool. of those on my night table that I like to turn on, mainly just to get a little bit of moisture. I don't really even care what scent I put in it, but it's Was just kind of traditional in the Yanomamo villages. You would <laughs> no, it's, just, it's, just dry, it's just dry. We're in a dry climate here. You know? We are. That's true. And, and I just as wake a furniture up and, guy, you know that a lot. Yeah, yeah I do. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, I wake up a lot without. Uh, you're just feeling like I've needed more moisture in my, mm-hmm. and we've got a wood fire that we're running now a little bit when it gets, like wicks even more moisture out of the real, air. Real wood. You're burning real wood? We're burning real, oh, that's real nice. wood in a wood stove upstairs. Nice. So can offset that. the electric bill mm-hmm. a little can bit. Can you sort of sop your beard, like, and just kind of let that be a humidifier? 
there's a thought. Oh, yeah. I, I do put essential oils on it sometimes. Just there you to go. Get, you know, you could dip it stuff. in oil. Yes. <laughs> good call. There you go. Make a mess of my pillow, I think, if I dip that in. <laughs> A vat of oil and fall to bed. I probably would. I've actually lately been falling asleep doing some of my stretches. I've been seeing the physical therapist for my knee. And Linda's like, what are you doing over there with your leg hanging off the bed? I'm I like, just this had this, is, this weird mental picture of you sound asleep in some weird yoga pose. <laughs> almost. It's almost like that. Because oh, I've got to sleep. I, in order to do the, the right knee, which is the knee that I've got, I've got to put my feet at the head of the bed. And so, you know, okay. she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asleep. <laughs> you know, she's like... I'm not sure if the stretch still works then or not. I'm not sure. Well, maybe your physical therapist will be thrilled to be like, "Wow, this is you amazing! All night. I stretched for far, you know, five hours. <laughs> right. it, was, it was really great." Yeah, oh, this reminds me uh, in, in uh, middle school Sunday school we were talking about meditation, biblical, okay. biblical meditation, yep. and uh, in preparation and on one of the slides there, one of the tips is don't do this laying down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> one of the surefire, it must be the flesh too, because one of the, the I'm, I could be awake and I suddenly hmm. start reading my Bible and praying and all of a sudden I am like two seconds from being out cold, right? <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Um, I think sometimes yep. part of that is... Not even so much just the fact that, you know, your flesh is fighting against you, but also there is something about reading God's word that I think makes the stress drain away. Like you just encountering truth and remembering who God is. And I think your body just finally realizes for the first time today how tired it is because you haven't been resting all day. That's an interesting point. The stress, the adrenaline is kind of keeping you up. There's that peace that comes and... I've had more than a few nights in my in my memory where I'm I'm trying to think of scripture as I'm falling asleep and I'm serious like all I remember is be still and know I am <laughs> I'm gone. Uh my my little configuration is uh, it's probably overkill. I've got a ceiling fan going. I've got mm-hmm. the Vornado going on medium. Oh, high is too loud. Uh, low is not loud enough. And then I've got this sleep sound app that I probably, oh. I've probably transferred from one phone to the next for close to 15 years. So right this one's there. got the sound. <laughs> it's got the and what sound. sound do you use? It's not even that fancy. It's like white noise? It's or? called Paradise. And uh, and it's got uh, it's got a little bit of a uh, river sound. Okay. It's got, I think, a distant waterfall. Um, and I th- it's just the slightest slightest distant chirp of the occasional bird, but there's just something about what's crazy about this sound. And maybe it's, it's like a Pavlovian response Mm. is on a plane. If I put in my earbuds, turn this sound on, I'm gone in a minute. Like I don't even remember taking off, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, the trick with the birds is that had better be on either a really long loop or randomized because any of those sound makers, as soon as my brain goes, that's the loop. <laughs> then I will stay up all night staring at the ceiling, wait, uh, waiting wait for, it. for it. There it is again. There it is again. So if you had to pick the fan or just the noise, uh, well, a silent room with moving air, whenever or your, your noise, but no, no moving air. I, 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 if I could, I'd pick the fan. When I travel okay. for work, obviously I'm not bringing a fan, and I end up with just the. Um, the phone app and it helps, but I, I would if I could have that aircon in a hotel room mm-hmm. run constant throughout the night, I, I would. Nice. Yeah, yeah. When we travel and we can't, I turn on the I like every fan or thing that I can turn on, like uh, leave the vent fan in the bathroom on, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Even if the lights yes, on, just yes. kinda close the door. Just whatever I can to try and create that kind of hum in the background. It's that hum. Mm-hmm. And I always imagine I don't know about you guys too, but if you're it, it's <laughs> 
maybe I'm weird. So uh, you lay down and you're, and you're getting cozy. And I kind of envision, I just imagine that I'm on a ship out at sea, right? I've got mm. the hum of the engines, oh, nice. got the gurgle sound going. It's cozy or a better thought. I'm on the, I'm on a luxury train traveling through the Swiss mm. Alps in a sleeper car. Just that image. I'm, I'm getting tired right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never this thought that. This episode of Bombadil's Porch, best listened to at night. Yeah. Yes, trying to drift yes. off to sleep. Yes. So <laughs> I, I actually, with all of that, I completely forgot what we were going to talk about. Commercials. Oh, 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 we got some commercials. Yes. Yeah. So um, as we all know, yeah. a commercial is kind of a modern art form. Mm-hmm. I think for a long time, the only reason I watched the Super Bowl was for the commercials. They've really been lame for many years now, which is unfortunate. But once in a while, you do see a good commercial where it's kind of funny. It's It's usually selling beer i honestly there's like a good or, or a heartwarming commercial like you watch the heartwarming kid and the dog and then all of a sudden you see a clydesdale and like oh brother this thing's selling beer on me or whatever <laughs> so you see good commercials and then yeah. i would in more recent Budweiser especially well, oh they just good. get you right oh, in the they feels used, they so used to you know <laughs> yeah the well, frogs yeah. remember the frogs oh yes yes yeah. <laughs> well what's happened though is i think we're seeing not probably not as much in in the U.S. market as other markets, but now we're starting to see commercials that are pushing alternative uh, social issues. Uh, they're very woke. They're very woke, right? Indeed. So, Chris, you were telling us about a couple examples of this um, that that made the news recently. Yeah, and I haven't been able to figure out what market they were released into. So, asterisk, it's possible we were getting punked. You know, and that, oh yes, yes, that's always in the age of the internet possibility. So I haven't been able to track down the source material, but if they are genuine commercials and their production value is higher than your typical just spoof, so there is at least that somebody spent money on them. <laughs> but uh, there were there were two commercials that kind of were making the rounds. One ostensibly a Doritos commercial, and the other ostensibly the candy bar Twix commercial, and they're. Both, yeah, very, very woke and both um, intentionally poking cultures uh, with, but, and trying to reverse cultural narratives. And one sort of traditional Western Germanic culture and one traditional uh, kind of Mexican Latino com- uh, c- culture. And so that was interesting to watch. And the re- reception doesn't seem to have been very good on either front. Uh, the Doritos one has this scene play out where it's the day of the dead and, and the, so is this set in Latin America or Mexico? Yes. Okay. I think, I think and it's the, animated. The, 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 yes. The iconography and everything it looks pretty, pretty Mexican. I would say not okay. Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it channels, what was that? Uh, Disney yeah. Pixar loco or something. Something like that. Yeah. It kind of had that okay. vibe, but family goes out old grandma, her, her family. And, uh, there's a, you know, a bowl of Doritos on this little family altar. <laughs> and then the, this man appears, the ghost, ghost man above the table and so all the let, candles. Let, let me ask you, yeah. cause I, I did see that movie and I want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to get clogged up in the sure. movie, but, but day of the dead, so mm-hmm. cultural significance, just kind of set the table here. Yeah. So it, the the relevance is these families, and is is this pervasive? Is this a dominant Mexican? Um, it's a pretty big deal. Belief yeah. that well, they, again, I, culturally, yeah, it's a the Day of the Dead is a big deal. I I would I would separate that maybe from how many families 
that's their that's their actual belief system. Sure. Uh, so a, a tradition. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have the stats on that. Mm-hmm. And, a, and if 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 um, if I'm recalling it, uh, they'll have shrines to their to their mm-hmm. ancestors or their family who have died, and they and they seek to honor them mm-hmm. with these shrines. But then on Day of the Dead, something happens too, like the spirits come back maybe and visit the families. I mean, is that is that what I just I don't I don't want to bog down the commercial, but just understand yeah, what the commercial means. I I don't fully understand um, all those cultural practices, but I, my understanding is that what you're saying is largely correct. That there's a way of communing with with your ancestors and remembering them that also helps them to endure. You might put a frame picture of dead grandpa and then, and then there'd be some things that you think he might enjoy. And in this case, a bowl of Doritos. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. So he appears mm-hmm. hovering there above this delectable looking animated bowl of Doritos. And then uh, another gentleman steps into the scene and the family looks surprised. And one a- of them another asks. Another ghost. Yes. Another, another ghost. ghost. Another okay. ghost. Sorry. So we got two, two dude ghosts now. Dead dude. Ghosts, Old, older guys. Yep, and and somebody asks, you know, who is he? And then he explains, this is my partner. You know, Mario, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, and the the younger generation is looking shocked. You know, like, <gasps> yes. oh no, our our dead uncle's gay. You know, kind and of he, thing. He found mm-hmm. his partner in the afterlife. Yes, mm-hmm. but then the grandma, who is this dead gentleman's sister, and you know, she's the one that then reacts. Oh. I was so afraid you'd be alone forever. And you know, so she's just so happy someone, you yeah. found somebody. And so, I mean, the, the message has all the subtlety of throwing a brick at your head. Uh, <laughs> because this is not, I mean, it's a very, Latin culture is very traditional in terms of family values. And, yep. and so the last person that would think, oh, this is a wonderful idea is probably going to be <laughs> grandma. <laughs> Right, oh, which is the man. point. Which I, is the point. I'm not sure which to be more offended by the fact that they're trying to prod a culture this way, or that someone would put Doritos on on uh, <laughs> on on the shrine or something. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, what was the reaction to this? Well, and I the reaction I've seen is localized to the places where I saw this material. I haven't seen what the reaction was in their target markets. But it was not positive. <laughs> I should say there were some there were some white American defenders, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the general opinion in uh, in at least the, the 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 Hispanic the the Latin American community that was responding was what? <laughs> well, yeah, especially Grandma would never yeah, agree like, with are you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like you you don't get to do that to our culture. Sorry. Mm-mm. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we can find out a little bit more about this, but I, it wouldn't be the first time. I don't know about you guys. I'm, I see ads once in a mm-hmm. while that, uh, that are pushing a particular, it's interesting to me because are they really trying to sell Doritos to anyone with that ad? Or are they just trying to sell a, a view of, Hey, Hey, we're on board. We're, we're, we're modern. We're on the right, right. side of this sort of a, and I message. do want to find the source cause it would be really a bummer if. You know, it's not Doritos, <laughs> so don't go out and go don't go boycott Doritos just yet. It is. It, uh, I've seen a news article that says it's Doritos Mexico. Okay, it was specifically for the okay. Mexican. So we got some. We got area. some. Okay, you can, you can go boycott your Doritos now. Well, the, me- on the, the case. Mexico ones, right? It's probably, probably <laughs> there. Different. You go. As, you know, <laughs> you think of like uh, the phrase "drink in the Kool Aid." Yes, it yes. wasn't Kool Aid. 
it was Grape Aid, a knockoff brand, <laughs> and yet Kool-Aid's had to have that marketing nightmare <laughs> over their head ever since. So, um, so, I, if didn't, it, so anyway. I didn't realize that. Going all the way back to yeah. uh, Reverend um, Jones, yes. was it? So it was not actual Kool-Aid. Yeah, dude, nothing was real about him, not even the Kool-Aid. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Anyway, so there was that issue. But what's interesting to me is, is the... The, the, the play that's being run, right? Okay, take, take what is a very sentimental uh, and very positive cultural moment for, for this group that you're targeting. And then uh, if, you, if you break down the symbology there, the appeal to authority, right? Take the grandma. Mm-hmm. The grandma is the authority showing the younger generation the moral way. Because in that culture, because family is so central... There's a lot of moral authority that she would have in that culture. So let's put put this woke is all get out script in her mouth. And then let's put the the gay relationship, let's put that in their heaven. You know, their their happy land of the dead afterlife. Right. So if it if it works in heaven, it has to be okay here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like the implication. And so let's let's frame this whole thing to try to weaponize the sentimentality of your culture against your moral compass and reprogram your moral compass with it. Hmm. And that's, that is the play that's being used. And I think it stands out so much more when somebody does it to another culture and we're blind to the fact that they're doing it to us all the stinking time. It's a good point. We're kind of blind to it. Well, I I don't know if we're blind to it, but we're not nearly as sensitive as seeing it somewhere else. How interesting. Hmm. What, uh, you mentioned a second ad, um, Candy, right? Twix? Yes. And that one was more targeted at us. And we got to get our resident sleuth. Caleb, find the source. See if it's legit. He's on it. Yeah, I even found a a spokesperson for the first one, just so you know, representative explained, it's an opportunity for Doritos Mexico to celebrate love and our commitment to the LGBTQ plus community every day. Love is love. With the commercial, it's never late to be who you are. We want... To say that it's never too late to share your true self, and when you're ready, we will support you with the a support, Dorito chip. The support, <laughs> chip. the support of Doritos. No matter who you are, you can eat our chips. That's right. <laughs> we want you to eat our chips. We will support you by giving you food to eat for a lot of money. Because there's never as much yes. in those bags as you think there should be. Anyone no, else tired ever. of gobbledygook PR speak? Uh, yes. Oh, my word. I would just like to see somebody then say, oh, great, we're doing this conservative evangelical conference on conservative sexual ethic that's been part of the Mexican uh, you know, Catholic culture since the beginning. Um, and would Doritos like to sponsor by providing chips for that? <laughs> totally. I'm just being wanna, myself. Yes. Right? Are you willing to right? support uh, our individuality? But if it's anyway, never too yeah. late for me to be myself, I'm just being myself. Sweet. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah. Okay. So that one seems. Yeah. This is we'll a Twitch. This is uh, a Twitch ad. Okay. Enough. It's legit. Yeah. The one you're talking about. Okay. So let me set, set another scene for you. All right. The shot opens. You've got uh, a little boy wearing a princess dress. And there's a knock at the door. He opens the door and it's a, a witch all dressed in black, black makeup, black everything, top to bottom. And she announces, I'm your new nanny. And I love how like this whole commercial skips over the fact that at no point in this whole thing do parents ever show up. And the kid is just like, uh, initially, no, thank you. And closes the door. 
and then walks into the house and then immediately, poof, she's in the room with him and saying, well, your parents say, you know, I need to be your nanny anyway. And so, you know, stranger danger. Hello. What are we teaching our children? If a witch stops by and she's she's persistent, you should just accept that she's probably (laughs) going to be a nice nanny for you. So they're there. They're doing some coloring at the kitchen table. And there's a joke about what's your favorite color? Black. What's your other favorite color? Charcoal. Ha ha ha. You know, I'm, I'm a witch, but, uh, ha ha. It's funny. Witches are funny. They're friendly. They like to color with black crayons. Uh, some friends ride by, make uh, some minor fun of this kid. Uh, you're, why are you dressed up? It's not Halloween yet. Uh, and then they ask the witch, are you a good witch or a bad witch? And she kind of gives the, do you want to find out? Cock an eyebrow mm-hmm. type of a thing. Go back inside. Uh, then the witch takes the boy to go off to the park. They do make sure that they have good close-up shots showing both of them buckling up before they take off as this boy hops into a vehicle and drives away with a witch who has never yet been approved by her parents. <laughs> ah, okay, right. Does she take her hat off to get in the car? I think she did take the hat off in the okay, car, yeah, but okay, it's like, okay. how, did, no, like, what are you teaching these children? <laughs> you, oh, it's a nice witch. Come get in my car. I mean, we used to, we used to tell kids, you know, don't take candy from a stranger. Now we're literally saying it's fine to hop into a minivan with a witch. Uh, who so, you just met. Who mm-hmm. you just met. Mom and met. dad are nowhere to be seen. Yeah, you don't even know her name. I was just, I'm witch. Okay, so <laughs> uh, so they drive off to the park, and they're playing there. And then, of course, enter white male bully. Oh. And he begins making fun of the kid who's wearing a dress. Um, of course, there, I forgot the scene in the van when uh, the boy says, I'm still wearing my dress. And she says, well, do you like wearing your dress? I like wearing my dress. Oh, oh she, okay. okay. You know, there's yeah, they have, they have the affirming scene course then you have the disaffirming scene of the bully making fun of the witch and the boy for being weird at which point the the witch conjures up a storm and blows this kid literally off of the playground so that his little cape he was wearing comes (laughs) you know (laughs) floating down out of the air lands in a plop on the ground and then they walk off and the boys he couldn't be back and then the witch oh yeah probably and off they go. And that's, you know, and cut. <laughs> so there's there's your commercial. How did Candy factor in? They just like popped a Twix bar at the end and that was it? <laughs> that's the thing is I don't know that they even... It doesn't. And Twix hasn't responded that I can find. Oh, man. That one has maybe a higher um, asterisk alert. I, I, Chris, there's so many funny things there. I mean, the fact is their main point... Like if you know they didn't start with let's normalize witching, mm-hmm. uh, their main point was a boy that wants to wear a dress mm-hmm. is okay, right? Yes, but it's almost like it's not even central to the whole thing. It's like if bullies came up, they're, they're not making, they're not wondering mm-hmm. about who's this witch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But but again, that's not the objective, right? Now that mm-hmm. I mean, the objective for Twix is to is to virtue signal Twix. Yes, we, yeah. right, we haven't uh, yet gotten to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. So you can boycott Doritos, no, it, <laughs> but it, don't boycott Twix was, just yet. No, this was a Twix sponsor. Okay, it Every, is everyone all over the yeah. There's nobody. Everyone, not meaning everybody who commented on the initial Twitter feed. Yeah, no. There's, I mean, there's, I mean, on all sides of the. Uh, so it's not just okay. not. It's not just not the B. Okay, so uh, no. there doesn't be some consensus. Though. Okay, you can boycott mm-hmm. Twix too. So there. At an artistic <laughs> level, um, yes. I mean, I haven't brought in my my identity as as a son of the king, but it's just at a basic artistic level. Do you guys find it obnoxious? Yes. What, what, uh, yes. I'm not sure what point you're about to make, but yes. Yes. Okay, good, good. <laughs> you oh, just now, finish making now I'm going to pick something truly outrageous <laughs> no, <they're... laughs> now that I have your, your uh, preemptive agreement. That's right. Um, 
I just always hate it. Like, for example, any kind of a commercial that, that this, it doesn't make sense. There's too many things about this that don't yes. make sense. The storyline is dumb. Bad storytelling. <laughs> uh, I could think of other commercials where, um, you know, mom, uh, a situation, mom wakes up, goes into the kitchen. Um, she's married uh, and it's perfectly okay, but she, maybe, maybe mom happens to be a Caucasian woman and she's married to an Asian man. That's fine. Little Jimmy comes in. He's, he's African American little, it's like, it's like the Benetton ad. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, there's no problem with it, but it's like, guys, at least write a story that makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. There there are lots of mixed race families, (laughs) but the way you're putting this together and fashioning this, your, your story doesn't even hold up. I just artistically, that drives me nuts. It does. So not cool. Twix, not cool. I think the, the Twix comes in at the end, they're walking away and there's like two arrows and it's like, you know, left side, right side Twix or whatever. I was going to ask you, which one is it? It says boy and witch. And it's got the little Twix, you know, so. (laughs) Adorable. I find it offensive. They referred to him as boy. I think that's really. Or her as witch. In the, in the wokeness of our day. He's still identified as a boy. Very presumptuous. Yes. But to see though, the intentional inversion there, Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's so intentional. And, and you, you mentioned that, that, you know, how intentional was initially centering the witch and everything. I think it is very intentional. And removal of the parents, right? There's no, there's no parents, yes. yep. there's no siblings, there's no family unit. It's mm-hmm. this boy in his, you know, his solo plight in this, in this at home alone. struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, that, that is the most believable part of this commercial is that this boy has not been parented very well. <laughs> well great that's, that is true. <laughs> And and what happens? That leaves other voices to come and fill that fill that void, right? Yeah. The other thing I think is a factor is uh, people coming to your house in costume may indeed try to whisk your children away. Uh, that's mm-hmm. another uh, to be aware of um, on uh, on this Halloween season. Oh, mm. Boy, boy, uh, let me ask you too. I, uh, just a little aside here. Um, Halloween getting. More and more evil to you guys. I mean, I have always thought of it as a wicked holiday, but the decor. <laughs> a what kind of holiday? A wicked holiday. A what kind of holiday? A wicked one. Oh, just, right? okay, no, sorry. No, no. Well, okay, all right. start that way. Now, do you have body parts hanging from the trees in front <laughs> of, of your house? Not. My neighbors do. I, they have oh. like uh, somebody's hanging. You know what was interesting? There's gravestones with the kids' names on them. <laughs> So we've got LDS neighbors, Mormon neighbors. Oh, they're uh, into it. They love But here's the Halloween. funny thing. We thought they weren't into it because the years that we've done the trick-or-treating, they've they've just, the house has been dark, right? They've not been, they've not participated on our block and uh, anybody else gets involved. So we've just, we, I think, kind of just assumed, oh, maybe it's because, you know, they don't, uh, they don't want to, they're probably gone at some Halloween party because I was talking to, uh, yep. to uh, Dr. Powell um, here in the office the other day. He stopped by and I made a comment to that and he goes, Oh no! He goes. They they love it. Like that is their holiday, big time and of the so year. So you live yeah. in, a, in their neighborhood that has probably a lot of LDS. So they're they're really into it. We uh we are on a we we kind of we don't participate in Halloween. Just a, a personal conviction. Ha-ha, we do. I think we mentioned this last we year. Have. Two against one. Yeah, so, that's fine. Uh, personal conviction. Two of you. <laughs> I, I'm not projecting it out, but I, I will. If, I will proselytize if given the opportunity. But <laughs> I will say though. This this one was a tough one for the LDS because Halloween was on a Sunday and they don't do anything on Sunday, right? Oh. So they did all their parties on okay. Saturday night. Okay, um, they did all their dress up. Um, there were things we've had a few part. And there's a few of the um, our youngest Mandy's. She has friends 
that have birthdays around this time of the year. And some of their birthday parties were Halloween themed. And um, that's always a question for us. You know, we hear there's going to be a movie. Which movie? They tell us which movie. We're like, good grief. No, you're not going to that. Or we'll tell the, ask the parent, can you watch something mm-hmm. else? And um, uh, Halloween's a big deal to them. I find that kind of interesting. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> the significance of it, but they're all in. Uh, yeah, I... I think we, that is a, such an interesting holiday because of how many influences it's had, right? You have, you have your interesting Catholic roots with All Saints Day and then Mm -hmm. All Hallowed Eve uh, leading into All Saints Day and then how quickly All Hallowed Eve became so syncretistic with the pagan death celebrations of the surrounding cultures. Mm -hmm. You have the heavy influence of Samhain and some of these truly horrifically evil pagan practices And the symbology of Halloween, if you had to pick between a celebration of all the saints and Samhain as which one has the stronger symbology in the modern day expression of Halloween, that's a clear winner, right? Yeah. Everybody's dressing up like the enemy uh, and out mm. there celebrating underneath that, underneath that symbology. And I, that's one of the reasons that it really bugs me because... Uh, witches are evil, right? Mm. We need yeah. um, goblins, ghosts, ghouls. Um, Demons, uh, this is evil, right? And we're cuteifying evil, which fits right into the whole narrative of our culture, which is that nothing is evil. We right. just need to learn to appreciate everybody. And so a commercial like this Twix commercial, it's part of that narrative where witches aren't bad uh, as long as they defend wokeism, right? And right. boys that wear dresses aren't bad as long as they like their dresses. Even though the witch committed violence against the young person. And that's the thing. Is, cast yeah. a spell and... Uh... Breaking and entering, kidnapping, yep. and assault against a minor, <laughs> right, are all part of a candy bar ad by a witch. And we're supposed to think she's the hero. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so, the, you know, the, the, it's represented with the lunacy of our culture. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously... I'm a big fan of Reformation Day, and it's not just to try to steal back Halloween, but it it is a way of there. There is some intentionality to saying, "What are we? What are we supposed to be celebrating here?" And I, I, you know, I'm not saying that to throw Caleb all <laughs> under both tires of the bus. Uh, uh, hey, listen, I know he's awake. This is how we wake him up after three I, o'clock. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that I know for Caleb and his family. Uh, building community with the neighborhood is a big deal. And yeah. that's a night where yeah, we that, like, we love coming that to happens. The, to the fall flare. <laughs> For a wee bit. <laughs> For a little bit. I mean, you know. Yeah. But no, and I, I get for you, it's an opportunity to be with the community, right? And, sure. And that's great. Um, and and for for many people in our church, I know that that's that's something that, that they enjoy, and they're not they're painting open scars on their kids' faces <laughs> and strapping demon, you know, memorabilia. You know. I get it. It's, it's cute. They're all dressed up as little mm-hmm. whatevers and they're walking around the neighborhood, meeting their neighbors and having fun being a community. And that, that, that kind of a motif is fine. But to me, like that motif of community camaraderie, uh, of sharing together, of celebrating our children, like those are all Reformation values and none of them are Samheim values. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a night you hid your kids. You know, that was a night you, you put out your jack lanterns and stuff because you were literally scared that the bowels of hell might enter your home. Right. Uh, and, and I, 
I, I frustrated by all those places where mm. secular culture steals Christian values and then tries to use it as lipstick on the devil. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and the Halloween feels that way often to me. And this commercial feels that way as well, where, um, we can redeem witches, but that's by making them not witches anymore. Not by teaching everybody that witches are actually just wonderful people that mm-hmm. are misunderstood. Yeah. I, I think, um, in terms of the holiday, I mean, you just kind of, yeah, there might be I, I, some parents are like, you know, I, I, little Johnny's just dressing up like Iron Man and what's her name's dressing up in a princess yeah. dress. It's like, okay, and that's fine. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. but what's interesting though, is if you're looking, we live in a time where people like to look at out, find exceptions. Right. But if you want to know what this holiday is about to the society we live <laughs> in, you don't have to look far, no. go down to the costumes, <laughs> these weird costume stores that prop mm-hmm. up, although they don't really do that anymore. Cause it's all on Amazon now, but the movies that come out, like everything mm-hmm. about it, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that they're making no qualms about the fun of this for the adults is, is spiritual terror and, um, gore, zombies, zombies you know, all this kind of thing. Yes. Um, I was down in, I think I might've told you guys this a few years back. I flew in for a, uh, con- uh, industry conference in New Orleans um, because we don't celebrate Halloween. It didn't even occur to me really until I was on approach and got in my cab that I was, it was the 31st of October. <laughs> my cab driver's like, you know, wow, <laughs> you're arriving on, uh, on Halloween in New Orleans. I'm like, Oh yeah, I am. And so I went down <laughs> to my hotel. Interesting. It was a, it was a people watching Mecca, uh, except <laughs> some of it was disturbing. Um, but I was interested. I went out to dinner that night. There's great food in that town. Oh my goodness, is there good food in that town? Uh, walked out of this little dive that I had dinner in and turned right, not really knowing where I was, uh, not realizing I was on Bourbon Street, and start walking down. And there's thousands of people in there. And there's some costumes that are really creative and funny. There was one, a guy, I probably one I thought was hilarious is a guy's walking along and he'd taken an old fashioned bathtub and somehow fashioned it over. He was wearing it like with, with, um, <laughs> With straps over his nice. shoulders, but it was filled with bubbles. I mean, it was really well done. Oh, wow. Very wow. impressive. He's cruising along. There was a lot of steampunk. Maybe that was the thing that year. Hmm. But it didn't take long to find uh, like demons wearing priest outfits. And, mm-hmm. and um, hmm. I mean, just in fact, I, I turned around eventually. I mean, it was frankly pornographic with, no, interestingly enough, not just people that were wearing way less than they should have, but mixing it with religious icon icons. Yes. That was particularly disturbing, but you know, people, and that just, I think it kind of showed the nature and, and, and the debauchery of it. Yeah. Profound respect for the street preacher preacher that was down there with his Bible reading, um, with about eight or nine people dressed mm-hmm. up like demons or whatever, screaming at him. It, it huh. was, it was a sight to behold, but uh, anyway, it kind of goes back to the world. I, I think the world, while on the one hand, yeah, little Johnny and little Susie, they, you know, that could be innocent, but as the adults, there, there is a sinister, scary element to it that yeah. I, I think is rather obvious. And if we're going to participate, we need to do that very intentionally with our children and ask them, okay, what are we celebrating tonight? And if it's, you know, our culture is pretty broken, <laughs> you know, and there's a lot of confusion in this holiday about what is good and what is evil. But tonight as a family, we're going to celebrate that it's good that we have neighbors that we love and that we know and that we can go around and we can share with. And if you're going to catechize your children that way, that's great. Uh, but 
we we just need to be so careful uh, as a culture because our our culture keeps increasingly demanding the celebration of evil things, and as Christians, we have to say, no, I will not celebrate what's evil because it may start as a cute kid dressed up as a witch at your front door, but then it turns into a Twix commercial. Right? <laughs> it does, it does, uh, and this is how that these things happen. And the reason we have all these myth these these mythological figures is because cultures. Especially, you know, these this particular set of of symbology is mostly Germanic, right? These are all things that came out of uh, the Brothers Grimm territory, yeah. right? And they were all the ways in which these cultures communicated. There's objective evil in this world that will destroy you if you let it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And we're like, adorable. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Let's dress. Let's dress up little Sally as that. And. I, yeah. I went to what? I went to my undergrad at uh, Liberty University over nice. uh-huh. in, in the state of in the beautiful state of Virginia. That uh, common, is it a Commonwealth? It is a Commonwealth. That's yes. right. Thank you. Um, the uh-huh. now I don't know if the school still does this, but the few years because I was there three years before graduation, and the, they would do something called Scaremare. And it was always the week of Halloween and they would build this elaborate, they do it with volunteers and stuff, this elaborate haunted house. But I don't think they did haunted so much as scenes like one scene of death after another. Oh, hell houses. Kind of, yeah, is that what it's called? So I, <laughs> not, My neck of the woods, that's what all the charismatic churches would do. They'd have to be these signs all over town. Come on, Halloween, you know, we'll scare the hell out of you. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's what this was. You'd walk through and it was like one gruesome scene yes. after another the of like car a, crash a car crash, a plane the, crash, yeah. some kind of a hospital ward. It always looked like a scene out of like, a, you know. A, a, was the devil your tour guide? The uh, devil was always the tour guide. I don't remember. Our town. Well, then at and the they'd very, have all like the voice altering stuff, you know. Well, you would end up in hell at the end. That's okay, like the yeah. final room. And then and then you'd walk out and and be seated and someone would, you know, walk <laughs> you through the four spiritual laws. Right. Or <laughs> and it was probably, it was one of these things that sounded it seemed like I guess even mm-hmm. then and I, I, I thought I remember myself thinking this was probably a good idea at one point, but uh, now I'm not quite so sure. <laughs> you know? Anyway, yeah. I, I, we do, we do, I guess just brings attention back to for each of us about be, discernment and, and not to say necessarily that um, what we do in our family is the way to go. But I think, you know, it's just us trying to exercise discernment and there's others. I appreciate what um, uh, Caleb, what Chris shared about you guys. It's a good time to connect with community. There's a level of discernment there. Mm-hmm. And we, and we intentionally avoid you know, the ghoulish, crazy, you know, for the most part, especially, I mean, definitely with You're our family. way back on how much with fake blood you buy every yes, year. you know. It's getting so expensive. We don't have the whole sacrifice thing going in the backyard and goats and stuff. <laughs> oh. we, we save that for other holidays. No, just kidding. <laughs> wait, 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 what? 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 <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is, how did this not come up in, yeah. in the vetting of Caleb? <laughs> We've had this discussion, Chris and I, for... For years, probably a little bit, yeah. You know, so I mean, I, we don't we don't want to celebrate the the ghoulish and the gross and the grotesque and we don't want to celebrate the, the enemy and the enemy. No, we don't want yeah. to. Did get an interesting question in um, uh, youth group Q and A, uh, and it was something actually it was in good penmanship. 
Caleb. I know we, you and I pay attention to the penmanship, but Kate, Kate's not in middle school, school, so I don't school, know who it was. Yeah, true. But it was, a, it was asking, it asked it in a really funny, wordy way, and then it got down to the basics. Simply put, how did, how did, how did Reformation, Reform Day, become evil? That was the question. So it was kind of interesting, mm. and it was like, well, mm. actually, it was evil before Reformation. But, but I think the question goes back to, there's nothing wrong with telling our kids historical facts, just mm-hmm. making sure they've got it squared away about where, this, where these things came from. There's a lot of information, by the way, where Halloween traditions came from. And, um, and not all of it is child appropriate. No, no. Mm. Um, but on the, but also, what, what's the significance of the Reformation? Yeah. And Martin Luther, he's not a saint, but there's, it was significant. Yes, he is. Oh, sorry, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> what are his three miracles? You know, not <laughs> in the same way that you and I and Caleb, even there Caleb was a saint. He was a saint. There you go. You're either a saint or an ain't. <laughs> that's uh, right. That's, that's a, <laughs> Um, but, but clearly, I mean, not just in terms of us as Protestants significant, but significant in the flow of Western civilization. Yes. Uh, defining. Unbelievably important. And our nation All in right. particular. Mm. Yeah. And, and to realize that, you know, if you take like Luther, why is he nailing his 95 theses then? Well, because it's the day before All Saints Day, right? Mm-hmm. And that means the whole town is a marketplace and it's a bazaar and, um, there's lots of people that will read his publication because he's one of the first people that knew how to make a pamphlet go viral. That was part of his genius was the dude was a marketing publicity <laughs> genius and people have been copying him ever since. Uh, but he, he wasn't walking around Wittenberg while Wittenberg was crawling with people dressed up as ghosts and ghouls. Like that wasn't what Wittenberg celebration would have looked like. Mm. Uh, even as some of those traditions were widely circulating in other parts of mm-hmm of the, the continent. Uh, but it's, it's, it was, it's this syncretistic mashup mm. where you have now this abbreviation of the, the Christian holiday, you know, using that term loosely, all Hallows Eve, which shortens down to Halloween. Mm-hmm. That's mashed up with all the symbolism of, of evil, wicked, horrible things that we do not want to have anything to do mm-hmm. with the things that Christ came to annihilate. Uh, and, and now we've, Cutified that to the point where this is what our kids are being um, encouraged to participate and to love. Like we are teaching them when you see witches and ghosts and ghouls and goblins, get free candy. Yes. Like that. If, if we're not being very intentionally, that is, you know, that's, that's a message that's, that's coming through this holiday. And that's not a message that Produces mature disciples of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's interesting. The houses that have the candy are the ones most decorated. And the ones that don't yeah. are the ones like mine that they probably look at and think, oh, what a bah humbug. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- turn the lights off uh, just so no one wastes time walking up our. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be mad because they wasted time. But I have heard of some folks giving out good candy and and gospel oriented materials. Mm-hmm. I we haven't done yep. that, but um, I think that's one way to. Both perhaps, of those need to be together. Redeem the day. Oh yes! <laughs> yes. Don't just don't give, give out. tracks that look like candy bars. It's like the million dollar <laughs> tract. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or you'll end up. Did you see don't the guy who? Uh, <laughs> put a big bat or big uh, bowl of face masks out and this big you know sign about how you shouldn't be out here trick-or-treating you're going to kill us all kind of a thing i can only imagine where those masks ended up uh, his house may have gotten egged <laughs> and uh some messages on his mm. garage door and ketchup but and, uh, and was he surprised <laughs> i don't know but we shouldn't be either if we're going to put a bowl of 
tracks that look like candy bars out. Uh, yeah. don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. But do buy the king size candy bar and slap <laughs> sure. a cool track to it that says like Jesus is king, come find out more. Yep. You or know? better yet, have your kids design yeah. design a little message about Jesus and there then you go. print off a few copies and attach that and that yeah. way it's actually personal and yep. Yeah, that that's fine. And I also want to be careful, that, you know, as Christians, we have this standard that we want to uphold. But I'm I'm thankful for the heart of one of my neighbors, for example, who every year goes all out for Halloween. He's a great guy. His families, they've been super kind to us, even just as neighbors. And they decorate, you know, to the nines for, for Halloween. But then he's out there on the street. He's got his barbecue grill going. He's making hot dogs. That's he's got a cool. big bowl of candy. He's even got free shots of uh in this day and age you have to clarify it's nuts not vaccines that's a uh, whiskey <laughs> for oh, the wow. parents that are oh. a little bit tired of trooping around the neighborhood and he's got some fireball going on but like, he's whiskey. just he's just out there um i kind of like and that it's idea. become a bit legendary yeah. in the neighborhood that's and that's cool and yeah and it's just it's he he loves the neighbors and he's, he's just a really kind dude and so does he have his yard decorated with stuff that i don't think is worth celebrating Absolutely. Um, but he is being a fantastic neighbor. Mm. I like that. Uh, whiskey aside, I, uh, the, the, the idea that the grilling mm-hmm. out there and everything, yeah. that's a pretty cool yeah. idea. Because yeah. my thought is, I've got let's just get th- rid of the ghosts and goblins and ghouls, get more barbecues, <laughs> and celebrate the Reformation, because that's actually where neighborhood fellowship comes from. Block party! <laughs> we've, got, uh, we've got pumpkins and, uh, and uh, some scarecrows. Now they're like... Fun scarecrows, so they're not like you know. So before you think they were like they're not scary scarecrows, you know. Okay, but that's what we like decorated with, you know, with follies, like like with you know, with straw and pumpkins and squash and that sort of thing, you know. Now, so, one thing uh, I hear from some Christian parents when this comes up, it's not, mm-hmm. we're not going out looking for a fight. This is there's so many important <laughs> things. This is not one of them uh, worth fighting over. Oh come on! But uh, it is fun to discuss here on the porch. But I do think uh, I do hear. Oh well. Boy, poor little Johnny. He's the one I always bring up, you know, little yeah, Johnny, Johnny and Johnny. little Susie. Yep, Johnny and Susie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. they they've loved they've to, been through a lot. They love to dress up. It's like, well, you know, there's 364 other nights of the year. I mean, dressing up is fun. And uh, But I do, I do, there is something, you, you guys always give me a little food for thought. And the good news is I don't have to take action for 360 <laughs> days approximately. <laughs> Um, but the idea of the, the community is out, although I will say this year, it didn't seem like they're out as much. I wonder if that's COVID or weather. I didn't get much. I didn't see much activity in the neighborhood. Yeah. I think it got split up a little bit too, between yeah. Saturday and Sunday. And the more, the LDS folks weren't out. There I is think, a I think growing, yeah, there is a growing trend too. I think with people that to go trick or treating earlier, um, like with little ones, but also then to go to, to, to go to alternative, you know, dress up. Things like our fall flare. I mean, we had a great turnout for that here. Okay. And there was a um, trunk or treat, I think, up on Sprague somewhere. Yeah. Another church, by the way. They seem the church. Oh, yeah. Interesting enough, the churches seem to have the epicenters, the magnet yeah, areas yeah, yeah. for these things. Yeah, I've which heard of some good. places doing some like tent retreats, which is an interesting idea where they set up the little uh, little canopy tents. You know, the oh, little uh-huh. ones like we have some of them for the church. You know, and and each one's decorated by different people, and you can kind of walk through them separately. That's a neat idea. I thought. You know, I mean. As an alternative or something, we we were trying to think of something alternatives last year. Yeah, for, for the I church. Think there's probably a lot of factors there, but yeah, I think you're right, Caleb. Hmm. All right. Yep. Well, gents, we're I, I can't believe how the time flies. We're 
Two well, commercials and we're done. No <laughs> kidding. Uh, but one commercial led us into uh, the commercialization. Yep. Again, I, I just uh, is salt and light. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't mean that we go into. I don't. Do you guys ever get a sense? There's a temptation sometimes to kind of go into fortress Jesus mode and and the church Benedict option. Yes, let's withdraw and and we just we have our own our own deal and. That is, that is, it's no wonder the world keeps getting worse um, yeah. because of that. I think that mentality has taken hold in some ways. We're not called to that, no. uh, but we are called to be in the world, but not of the world. And so we mm-hmm. need discernment to understand what that means on a day-to-day basis. That's why you should celebrate with your neighbors and make sure your block doesn't have anything ghoulish on it. Oh, how, how do you make sure your block doesn't have anything new ghoulish on it? Do you steal the decorations? Yeah, you burn them. <laughs> now, what if no. you replace them? We're going to have to, have to do a master make, class on you make the, uh, vandalism. If you make the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, middle of the night, uh, I was uh, in Bolivia. Me and my okay. buddies shot at by someone that woke up because their dogs were barking because we were in the middle of a plaza uh, in a fountain statue trying to put a toga on a naked lady <laughs> so that she'd be clothed and uh, and got caught. And shot so, at. And shot at. <laughs> and called perverts. Because you were covering up the statue. That's yeah, interesting. I don't think the guy probably didn't know what was going on. He just woke up and looked out his window and saw. Wow. It four would, young men. That's hilarious. <laughs> it would be interesting to take down my neighbor's gallows with the dead people hanging from it and replace it with like, you know, little little yeah. smiley face emojis. And then again, I'd probably get yeah. shot at in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. No, but but I, like for example, on our block where we don't have a lot of, uh, I think we've made maybe one guy at the end of the block that would be into into maybe more ghouly ghoulishy stuff. They had a big party a couple nights before, but but everybody else is, you know, we've got the younger kids and older people, and and everybody's wanting to keep mm-hmm. it keep it wholesome and keep it, you know. But but then we need to we need to kind of in a way we can just say okay we're just not going to do anything, or we can promote that aspect of it and say let's make it a, a thing that we're doing with our community, but let's keep it let's keep it light and wholesome and, and, and winsome and and fun and the kids dress up and we take pictures all together and let's you know uh, go to each person's house and get some candy, um, mm-hmm. and and in a way I guess by promoting the 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 better aspects of it and building the community we can. We can hopefully keep at bay. I mean, I guess it's kind of the it's kind of the Bombadil option, right? It's that idea that this is this is the area that I have some influence in as a, as a Christian man, and these are my neighbors, and these the are the people Bombadil that I can. Option. I think you just coined well, something cool book. there. No, yeah. I, no, that was what's his name's uh, thing. Oh, Benedict the, option. No, the Benedict option. But then uh, there is a book. What is it called? No, no, it's out now. It's no. out now. Or was C-R-Y it an book? Sierra, why did he, did yeah. he put What's it out? It? See, it might be called the Bombadil. He's oh, the one who got the yeah. Bombadil thing, I, I think. So, but anyway, I don't want to steal that from him. But I guess that that would be my the the other option is uh, in my mind for the Christian is is you know um, how can we in in a, in a small way redeem that for those people in our neighborhood and hopefully have an impact so that down the road my and I can't guarantee it obviously, but I can do what I can to try to affect that 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 pattern. So that my kids, when they're, you know, a little bit older, or my grandkids, when they're coming by, aren't seeing the neighbors with, you know, ghouly, gross, grotesque stuff going on. And we're not, you know, all the people on our block aren't hosting scandalous Halloween Mm -hmm. parties where people are dressing up like, you know, 
that that's the other aspect of Halloween. A lot of adults a lot of like raunchy. Halloween for the yeah. the raunchy alcohol parties. We dress up, pretend like we're somebody we're not. You know, almost a, a throwback to the old carnival. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. anyway, almost. Well, it is, it is, it is a throwback to the, <laughs> yes. the Italian uh, masquerades in Venice. You know, which all seem fun and nice, except that that's all got bad. Anyway, right. So let's so, stop celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm all about stealing holidays back. Let's do it. <clears throat> what would all be right. another one you might steal back? Um, let's see. That one's probably the most It's the most overt, overtly yeah. unchristian in in theme. Um kind of wish we'd have a service on on Christmas, you know, like let's take Christmas back. <laughs> and actually have the I mean everybody always wants to put Christ back into Christmas but the mass part we're not really sure about <laughs> the mass part and I'm not saying like a Catholic mass but still you know uh, what happened to to the 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 people of God gathering on that day uh, for a little worship time you know well Christmas Eve you know, night before we probably have most places have a service don't you think yeah that's our like tip of the hat yeah it's kind of like it's <laughs> kind of like our baby dedications you know here's why I think going to church <laughs> well, at night is more fun than during the day <laughs> and Christ mass mass means coming it's not about the people gathering to the church it's about Jesus coming into the world. I don't think that's the initial. Uh, is that the original? The initial uh, Christ mass, the yeah, coming of Christ. And that's why Catholics celebrate Mass because they believe that He literally comes in the Eucharist, which oh, is okay. the center of their service. Well, so then, all the more reason we should have a service. Not, not because Christ is that, coming. Not because Christ is coming. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas doesn't mean church. Church on Christ Day. It means uh, Jesus came. Okay. Yeah. Now you've opened up a can of worms, we have. Caleb. You but I did. But like, now, now, we now, have something, now we have something to debate on two holidays out of the year. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. By the way, Easter's no, another just, one, I'm, I think. It's, uh, Easter's another one that's been uh, so commercialized. And yes. uh, it's another one, too. Again, personal conviction. There's just certain things. It's like that. that is mm-hmm. that's probably the highlight of, of the follower of Jesus' yes. year, the resurrection. And um, and I think mm-hmm. for so many, it is it is a candy search and... Um, right. And nothing more. For fertility symbols. I mean, that aside, I mean, it doesn't mean that bunnies and eggs are all necessarily are. bad, but, but they're they- evil. No. Oh, wait. I just have to take the opposite side. I want to hear the other pushback from Chris. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I got to save, keep my powder dry for spring. We've got to have something to fight about That's then. That's true. That's true. In spring, we, we fight the other way around. Bring on it. the fertility symbols. <laughs> That's right. Oh, we my will. goodness. We'll get there. Oh, well, that's a good fertility symbol. That's a good place to wrap up. We're a a fruitful faith. We (laughs) are. Being a contrary. We are. (laughs) Exactly. It is a, this world is full of barren religions with barren themes and barren motifs. And um, that's what you would expect. Well, that's probably a good spot. Are you guys ready for me to sign this? I just realized I'm the one who's supposed to sign this off. That's but true. I don't want to cut fault. anybody short. Um, but I will say the the Ooh. culture of death. Mm. Oh, there we um, go. <laughs> as as uh, Al Mohler has, I believe he's one who's popularized it, probably coined it. But what better way to stand out in the mm-hmm. from the culture, our society, which celebrates death and uh, seems quite obsessed with death uh, we just talked about a holiday that for the world is a celebration of death, but what better way to stand out? Um, not as necessarily people that stand up in our ivory tower and say, you shouldn't do that, but be filled with the life that is ours 
um, thanks be to God. And I think uh, expressing glory to him and celebration of him, uh, I say uh, there are t- too many times I've been a grumpy Christian and what a terrible testimony that is. Even if something mm. kind of stinks, my eternity is secure. I'm a son of the King. Mm. He is with me in all things. So I want to, you know, my exhortation perhaps to our listeners is don't know what you're going through, but you are a child of the King and don't know what, what scary things have God has allowed to come in front of you, but he's done that for the purpose of rescuing you and showing his providence and his power. And so let us, let us be a people that rejoice in the Lord and, and not simply, uh, we, we don't want to retreat and we don't want to be the grumpy people around. That's a terrible testimony. Let's be the people that are filled with life and light for the glory of God. Amen. Witches are bad. Christians are joyful mm. or they're in sin. Mm. And gay dead people don't need to eat Doritos. And Twix? And I guess we kind of dealt with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's probably a good spot for us to sign off. <laughs> Thanks for listening in, everybody. Um, Got to wanna, edit that out. <laughs> no, no, that's a good one. Let's uh, want to encourage you to give us, if you liked the show, give us a good rating. If you didn't, uh, just avoid that part. Uh, but you want to continue to welcome you all to reach out to us mm-hmm. with ideas, discussion topics, questions, things that we could explore. Um, you can always, of course, send those messages to us through the various links at Bomba porch.com uh, look forward to hearing more from you and wishing you the very best in shining with joy for your lord <laughs>